At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am your host, Shane Grove. And um, not with me, again, is Jason, the super producer. I did talk to him today for quite a while. And um, the best way to put it is he said, he said to tell everybody he'll be back soon because, man, you and the Howler really need some help. So he's not, he's not. Not too far off on that assessment. You know, I think um, the Howler and I uh, are just, uh, it's just within our reach to record episodes and get them up so everybody can listen to them. So, uh, you know, once again, we apologize that they may not be the best quality, but, you know, look, we're just, we're just the, the beauty behind the operation. We're not the brains. So, you know, Jason's the brains, but he says to, tell everybody thank you still for the prayers and the well wishes and the thoughts he's getting a little bit better every day and um i think he's gonna be i think he might be back next week for maybe one or two episodes so so with that um i want to remind everybody before we start the episode that uh if you have a story or an encounter or just anything you want to talk about with us Get a hold of us at the From the Shadows podcast Facebook page or the After the Shadows uh, Facebook forum page. You can find me on Instagram at Shane Grove Author or find our Instagram From the Shadows podcast or go to FromTheShadowsPodcast.com and uh, hit the contact button. And you can get a hold of me and uh, we'll answer back, I promise. Okay. So, um because we'd love to talk to you. And if you have a great story, we'd love to have you on the show. So with that, I've been super excited, waiting patiently to have these two gentlemen back on. Um, they're both previous guests and they, you know, they went on a little expedition to find some answers and they're going, they, they're joining, joining me tonight 
and uh, to tell you guys some of the stuff they uh, some of the stuff they found. So welcoming back to the program is two of my favorites, uh, Happy and Johnny Two Bears. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great, Shane. I'm doing good, man. Really good. Good, good. Considering um, what you get, what you guys are going to tell everybody, I'm just glad that uh, both of you were able to come back on the show. Share some experience. So, Absolutely. So for so for our loyal listeners, you, everybody will know that uh, um, Happy was a, was a guest on the show, had an experience thirty some years ago that shook him to the core, um, and that Johnny and him um, kind of hooked up through the subject of Bigfoot and. Right. That's how you guys got. To, yeah. Got to oh, yeah. yeah. And Captain Joe, and Captain Joe, who was a recent guest and that, um, you know, Johnny uh, basically strong armed. I mean, coerced, I mean, convinced, happy <laughs> into, going, into going back and kind of facing facing what happened and, and just see what, what was still out there. So I'll let you guys jump into how this all kind of started and, and what happened not too long ago. Uh, happy. You want to kind of well, uh, real quick, go over the story and why so, what well, happened to, to touch briefly, briefly on it. Um, I met Johnny through captain Joe, captain Joe and I had similar experiences, very close to one another. Um, and he thought that Johnny and I should get together and talk. This was when they were first, when we were first forming, my relationship with all of this and uh johnny and i started talking told him what was going on and whammo bammo i guess what six months later we we go out in the field and here we are so 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 johnny when you first heard happy's story what what did you think like what was your first reaction to that well, I mean, it's, there's a couple of ways of looking at it, but you know, when you hear a story like that from somebody you don't know, everybody is going to be like, eh, you know, is this guy, this guy embellishing, you know, what did this really happen? Blah, blah, blah. And that's why I like our group. And what we do is we take the time to get to know people and you get to know people on a personal level and you find out, you know, happy's he's as solid as they come and his experience, uh, just from a research point of view, it told me one thing, you know, there's a lot of people that they may have a sighting. Maybe the creature's just passing through. Maybe they have, you know, they find the structures, the footprints, they get a rock thrown, something like that. And we hear about that stuff all the time, but happy's, story to me not only did they these creatures had a couple different options they could have seen him and just left but they chose during the day to sneak up behind him and approach now i don't know no idea what their intentions were but then for him to wake up however many many minutes later sitting in the front seat of his truck and not know how he got there 
that told me that these things really wanted him out of there. So much so that they picked him up and they carried him out. And that's not something you hear a lot. So to me, that says <clears throat> they don't want to leave. That is their area and they want this human out. So it was. It was very, very intriguing. And then you throw together the the fact that it's only 20 minutes down the road from Captain Joe's property and he's having activity out there just only made sense for all of us to try to come together, talk it out, get a game plan and go out there and see if we could. You know, this is a huge area. Um, how many acres is it, Abby? Uh, at one point, it was like 1,700 all owned by the same folks. But as you heard, it's been broken up. And it's now right at about 350 contiguous somewhere around in there. But it's, so all, only, still, it's all still agrarian. And it's none of it's going to ever be built in condos and stuff like that. It's farm. And there's yeah, like, and like a, and like a square. Uh, what, what's a square country mile? Is what six hundred some acres, maybe? It's, I, I think it's something like that. I don't, I'm not so, sure the math there. Yeah, so that is. In fact, I'm going to look it up just but because you, I want I want people to um, get an idea of how big this area is. Yeah, I, I did uh, send you some pictures as well to kind of. Get, I mean, I don't know if it's visually and all that, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just fields. Yeah, so there's so, okay, so here you go. There's 640 acres in a square country mile, and like where I live, um, when I go down the road, there's a there's an old horse farm. There was a harness racing farm, and the and they owned the people that live there on the property now still own this whole. So it's wide open because it's all pasture land. So you could see what 640 acres all by itself really, like, really is. And when you start yeah. thinking that's three times that much almost, it's unbelievable. Like, like it's an unbelievable. And then you're throwing woods on top of it, right? It's basically covered in woods. I, you, that just is an unbelievable amount of, of acre area for something to hang out in and never be discovered, you know? Certainly, happy. How many how many family members go out there? What do you was it like four or five adult it, it, men most, that frequent uh, the area? It, at most, at most, you know, not many people at all. At much at all. And I will say, if their intentions was were to get happy out of there and keep them out of there, they did a pretty good job. For uh, I have to agree. <laughs> um, yeah, and, for, and I, I just do kept say, him out of everywhere for thirty yeah. years. <laughs> I, I, I do want to say, as far as I, I, I don't know if I was carried or not. I'm not comfortable saying that I was. Um, you know, I, I don't. I honestly don't know what happened. Okay, just uh, that's something that you know I, to embellish it. It sounds good, but I, I can't for sure say that that happened. So I'm just throwing that out there as a qualifier. I, I don't know what happened. Well, there's a 50-50 chance, right? You either yeah, blindly, yeah. you either blindly stumbled <laughs> back to your truck and got in. <laughs> And sat down, or something picked yeah. you up by the scruff of your collar and said, "Okay, get out. You need to get gotcha. out of here." Yep. And, and I'm just, but like I said, I just just wanted to to say that. So, and yeah. either way, but either way, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty telling and incredible. Like if you to imagine being so scared that you just blindly end up back in your truck. Like if yeah. I would think if you were so scared that you had no idea what you're doing, you'd end up in the middle of the woods. You just take off running. 
or in the, you or know, in the creek or in the creek that was right there. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I can't say, can't say. Yeah. And, I mean, no, I, I, I understand. And that's, that's, you know, and that's pretty fair of you to come out and say that just like, Hey, I don't know, but yeah. I mean, yeah, of course there's only a couple options and yeah. you know, we don't, don't know what think about the other ones. I really don't want to think about yeah. it. <laughs> you don't want to think, of, you don't really, really think really about bad. it scooping you up in your arms and just no. kind of rocking you like a little <laughs> baby. Okay, no, not at all. Not at all. All right. So, so now you, so now Johnny, you got happy, convinced. Okay, we're going to go back out there. What is your guys's number one? What do you, what are you hoping to find? How do you? How do you kind of put this little expedition together and, and what's your plans as you head out there? Like, how are you going to approach this? Well, we got a small team. It's uh, me, Happy, Captain Joe, Scott DeForest, which is uh, another friend. He's a researcher. He's actually part of the group now. And uh, a guy named Joey Bruce, he goes by Lone Wolf out of Florida. He's a... Uh, he was a, basically a friend of a friend I met down there, and he drove up to go out with us. But, you know, basically, we just, I looked at it on a, a topo map and uh, just looked at his property lines, everything in the area, where Happy had. I had a, I didn't have a great idea where he had his incident, but I had a pretty good idea and just tried to look at. There's a big swamp there and a really, really nice big creek that runs through there there's all kinds of you know it's just farmland and woods as far as you can see it's just perfect so we pretty much got the plan together and uh the property owner all of us met up and we drove out there and we got out property owner kind of drove down a real bad muddy road he took a loop and there's everything it all started, in fact, where Happy had his incident was on this big gas line. And just in case people don't know, gas lines are just like uh, power lines. It's nothing but, I don't know how wide it is. What is it, 40 yards across? And then yeah, 40, and it goes as, as far as you can see. And it's nothing but, you know, a clear field, basically, with, with uh, short scrub brush or, or, or grass. And they keep it cleaned out. But on either side, there's woods. So we went through, we got out and we walked through this little stretch of woods and uh, we came out on that gas line and happy. We were all just kind of looking around getting our bearings and happy was kind of going up the gas line. The initial plan, first thing first is just to get his story again from where it happened to see if he could find it. Well, we didn't even make it that far because probably five minutes after getting into that clearing scott deforest found tracks there was a deer feeder right there and on one side and that deer feeder kind of comes in play later on and then closer to the other side of this clearing is where scott found tracks well while when he found tracks he's looking down looking at them i walk up to a track and there's one where i'm at and Scott's got a whole trackway. He's got, I think in that clearing, there was maybe five or six separate tracks. 
And we're all just kind of shocked, not really shocked, but just kind of excited. Like we're right there in the same area. And this starts out great. Of course, you know, we got, we've got these tracks. So we follow the tracks and, uh, we split up into two teams, basically, uh, me and Scott keep following the trackway and we're trying to see where it basically where it went. So we're going one way and the other other group, which is uh, who was it? It was Happy, me, Joe and Joey and Joey and uh, Joey kind of split off kind of on his own a little bit. But anyway, while we're doing our thing, me and Scott trying to follow this track or trackway, they call us, hey, guys, come look at this. So we get back together and uh, walk in the direction of uh, where they're at. And we walk up on, and I'd never seen this before. It was a big, huge pile of pine straw. It was a perfect circle pine straw bed. It looked like someone stood in the center, like got down on their hands and knees and drug all the pine straw. Imagine a donut, but the hole is the pine straw and then right in the middle of the pine straw is this dip like and i even if uh we made a short documentary about it but you'll see even i even lay down in it and it's big enough for me probably something bigger and uh happy you want to talk about it it was it was the craziest thing i've ever seen i mean you're just walking through the woods and came up on it and it was probably about what do you think 10 feet around and I mean, you know, I, I used to spend a lot of time with the woods that don't anymore. I, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. Don't know what it was, but I've never seen anything like it. It, it, well, it just kind of floored me. Well, and I've seen like, so I've seen what you guys, you know, I saw what you guys put up. And so let's, <clears throat> and here's what I would say is, so if you were a, you know, we're all human. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you were. So if you got lost out in the woods and you were cold and you wanted some place to sleep that might provide some warmth and keep you off the wet ground, that's what you would do, right? You that would have been perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So so either so no other animal that I know of really that bears don't do that. I don't believe, right? I mean, no. well, well even an animal. Uh, even an animal couldn't have done this just because of how perfect it was. Like it was almost the ring around the outside circle was just perfect. It was an absolute perfect circle from whenever, whatever did this drug, the pine straw from the outside to the inside. And it was almost perfect around it. I mean, it was, I've seen stuff kind of like that before, but in person, I'd never seen anything like that. And I'd never seen it so, so obvious. So either we have a human did it, we have a, a Bigfoot did it, or you have a new phenomena and it's a, it's an alien. Uh, right. Some kind it's of. It's a pine, it's a pine. Alien instead, instead of a crop circle. The aliens are laying. Making pine straw circles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> but I mean, I know what you, so I mean, there's only so many things that are going to do this mm-hmm. and it's either there was a human out there that was lost and, and, and got, 
And I, let's be honest, I'm not trying to keep make a perfect circle. I'm just trying to keep warm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, so, a human, if a human did it, they intentionally hid their tracks. Yeah, because there was no, the mm-hmm. only tracks in that area were just a few uh, small deer tra- tracks in that that area. And there should have been, like, they went, it, it went down to the dirt. So they pulled everything off the top of the ground to where it's just, you know, almost perfect dirt around the outside ring. And there were no tracks at all. Well, okay, so... So, uh, you know, so I'm listening to you guys tell this. So now I want to ask that. So where were the, where were the Bigfoot tracks in that circle or in that dirt around there? Well, we'll, uh, we'll get, uh, we're, we're kind of skipping ahead there, but okay. I mean, we can, okay. we can go ahead and go there though. Cause it's, <laughs> that's pretty much what we found on the first day. That's all we, we found. But the second day. That was pretty much it, wasn't it? Happy on the yeah, first that day. Yeah, that was that was it. We we, we yeah. took because it started raining. Right. So uh, the second day, we went back out to the same area, and we went back. I got some more video of that bed, and we kept on going. And now we're headed kind of towards the swamp and the creek area. Well, probably. God, it wasn't even 50 yards away from the initial bed. We find a second one, but it's older. The water level, it obviously, because of the rain the day before, I don't know how, how many days it rained following three, up to this. Yeah, was it three? Like three days, I think. Two or three days. Good, good set in rain. Right. So we, which was actually good because it helped us out. You know, the ground was still wet. But the second bed was just like the first one, except it was obviously a lot older. And there was an actual Sas- what I believe is a Sasquatch track right in the middle of it. Like one, I don't know, I'm guessing, stood up to get out of bed or something. But it was obvious that the first bed that we found, it had to have been made like maybe the day before or that that day that's how (laughs) fresh the other one was the second one we found was obviously a lot older than that so this homeless guy apparently was good with (laughs) still sleeping out there in his pine straw bed and moved it in the middle of nowhere right (laughs) so I I think I think a homeless I think a homeless guy's even gonna steal a tent I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna be honest with you. You need to yes. find him and send him over to Ukraine because this homeless man is very hard. He yeah. is a hard son of a bitch. It was rough out there, man. It was it was wet and it was nice in the daytime. It got pretty chilly. Yeah, we got the weather went good, but on the this so that's the second day we found that and we kept basically the only thing that happened after that was me and Joe we got ahead of the group we got to the creek and uh we spooked something we, we i don't know what it was all this is on video too it's all in the documentary you'll be able to see it all but uh yeah. something he heard something moving up ahead of us and i got in front of him uh look went a little ahead and then spooked something and there is a uh, bam kind of a bamboo area a bunch of bamboo Whatever it was ran 
it sounded like maybe 15 feet and then just that was it no more movement no more nothing and uh i got a little too excited i tried to make a little impromptu bridge across the creek it didn't quite work we, we christened the amphibian did you get that did you get that on video did you yes, get I that did. on video okay but All i right. didn't put it in the documentary but well, I'll send it kind of... i'll send it to you personally so okay. you can laugh at me okay <laughs> like we get they got we got away from the deluxe dvd edition it's, right the, blooper. Okay. the director's right. cut director's cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I got, I, I dunked myself. I went back in there, looked around. I didn't find anything obvious. We didn't hear anything move again. We don't know what that was, but that was really the only thing that happened that day or that's the second day. So that night we decide that, uh, me happy and Scott DeForest are going to stay there in that initial area where we came in at, where we found the tracks and where the feeder is. And everybody else, for whatever reason, uh, a few of them went back to the cabin and then the property owner, he went home and we didn't plan on spending the night because we had a, a cabin. We're spoiled. We had a cabin 20 minutes away, but we were going to hang out there and see what happens. So, uh, I don't know, maybe about an hour, an hour and a half into being there, we hear three howls, very obvious house now it's i per i think their odds are they're probably canine coyote, coyote right either dog or coyote i'm gonna go with coyote but that wasn't the interesting part what the interesting part was what we missed in the recording and i do have this i put out uh audio recorder on one end probably about 50 yards away on the other side and then I put a GoPro on top of my vehicle. My vehicle was parked where the gas line is. So I put a GoPro on top of the hood and then we were all hanging out behind my vehicle. We built a fire and that's where we were at. So after this howl, these three howls were like, okay, cool. Howls, blah, blah, blah. Well, what we didn't realize is that after these three howls, the GoPro caught something in the woods that was very close to us and it makes like three huffing noises and it's, I'm not even going to attempt to describe what these noises are. You're just going to have to just watch the documentary, but we did not hear those in person, but you know, luckily we had the, uh, the GoPro up there. So, but you, so let me get this straight. So you heard some, so you did hear stuff and then the GoPro picked up some other stuff at the same time. Right. So we're, we're and the reason why we missed it is because there, the, there's three howls, three individual howls, one after the other. And on the third one, during the end of the third howl is when we pick up this vocal. And it was uh, basically these huffing noises like a like a caveman over in the woods talking is basically what it sounds like well we don't hear this but where we were the way we were sitting was also about 10 or 12 feet from the gopro if not more than that as well because it was set on the hood of your your truck right johnny yeah we were 
I show a, a picture of our exact location and everything and again in the documentary. So imagine my, I've got a, uh, a Bronco and it's parked maybe, uh, maybe 20 feet away from one side of the wood line. And then we're behind the Bronco about 10 feet. So from where that wood line is, that's where these huffing noises come from. So we missed that completely. Well, maybe an hour later, we're, you know, we've just been talking all night, going and getting wood. The only strange thing that we had really had up to that point was uh, I had a parabolic microphone out there. And every time I, it was just me too, I don't know why. I didn't have any electronics on me or anything like that. But anytime I would walk in the woods and Happy would put that parabolic on me, he would get some kind of static, some kind of feedback. Really? And, yeah. 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 And it and it was only me. We even switched out. We had uh, Scott would walk out there, and we would test it, and then Happy'd walk out there. And the only person that would do it on was me, and I didn't have anything on me at all. What do you? What, what are your feelings made of? <laughs> my, my what? Your feelings. Your feelings in your teeth. Like I don't. I don't have feelings, man. None in my teeth and none in my heart. You know. Uh, <laughs> I have no feelings. I got no feelings. No, but uh, I. That I don't know. You know, there's. A I can't understand. I can't things. explain that either. I. I've, I've, it was. It was the weirdest thing. It, 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 it Johnny'd walk out and it, it, it's static, and he'd walk back in and the static would go away. I have wow. no explanation wow. for that. That's that's kind of and see, there goes you know that's stuff that's going on that's just not nat you know that's not like natural you know yeah. that means like there's a there's a little bit of something else at play there in my mind but what you know my mind's kind of warped. But I'm just saying no, that you're not, I've, I've seen it time and time again, man. And uh, I mean, I'll say 100 percent that, you know, I think these Sasquatch, whatever they are, they're flesh and blood. But there is something else that is either connected to them or following them or somehow connected. That's I don't know, beyond flesh not, and blood. And I don't know click, what that click off. They may not even have anything to do with each other. I don't know. All I do know is that a lot of times these weird electrical, we've got, not to go too far into a tangent, but Scott DeForest went with our other partner, Angie, uh, two weeks after we got back, <clears throat> they went to the Okefenokee Swamp, and they had some really crazy experiences with orbs and just some other real electronic stuff. So it's co it's very common for whatever reason. It's a very common side effect to all this, and I don't claim to know what it is. I I just know it exists. Well, I'm I'm glad. I just I just do not like it when people just draw the line in the sand and say they absolutely don't have anything to do with each other because they have to if people are seeing them together. Okay. Well, which gotta, they don't. Like, but I like your explanation of that may just be following alongside, and they may not even know. May they may not even understand what's going well, on. I mean, to me, 
I'm not a math genius or anything, but statistics, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with statistics on a lot of things, but the the probability of having these orbs and these electrical interferences happen along with Sasquatch activity just being random, I would think would be astronomical. You know, I mean, it'd be one thing if it happened every once in a while, but we're seeing this happen. And I noticed when I first got into this years ago that, you know, there's a I've talked to several different researchers that have been doing this for a long time and they don't talk about it openly. But if you get them, you know, on a phone call and you're, you know, you get to talking and you're being honest with each other, a lot of them will come out and say, yeah, man, I've seen the same thing. Uh, these orbs are extremely they're extremely common with this. You know, it's just a related phenomenon. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know what it is, but you can't, you can't ignore it. You can't just throw things out because you don't understand it. Yeah, exactly. Or it doesn't fit your narrative. Right. Exactly. But, I mean, if, for, for how many years, what, 50, 60, 70 years, uh, they, who at the government and everybody else tried to discount the fact that people were seeing, you know, spaceships or UFOs right. or whatever, and then finally come out and say, well, okay. I mean, it's just not, not everybody, like you said, statistically impossible for everybody to just be imagining something or lying or making it up that there's not a certain percentage that truly do see and experience everything they're talking about. You know, and, you know, so I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like if you're going to, you got to really have an open mind. Okay. You really do. Because I, I mean, I walk, this is totally off. (laughs) But as I'm like, I'll sometimes as I'm walking during the day on the mail route, I'll wonder, okay, does somebody this car in front of me in the driveway, do they experience this car looking at it the same way I do? Right. Like, like, do you, you. you know what I'm saying? Like, do yeah. you shared that perception? In? Yeah. Do you see it the same way I do the same shade, the same, like the tires look the same. Do And so it, it comes into where, like if somebody, you know, we talk to people all the time to see ghosts, you know, they, they see spirits, but the person right beside them will not see the same thing they're seeing. Okay. So does that mean that the one person is not really seeing that? Or does that mean the one person is not acknowledging what they're seeing or that they're seeing the same thing, but in different perspectives, you know? And so until we, until you kind of understand that, how can you discount what anybody says? Because everybody's looking at it from a different perspective and they're trying to yeah. put it in a different, you know, whatever box that is familiar with them. And, and yeah, I do understand people saying I cannot, it's hard enough for me to wrap my head around that. There's a giant ape running around, right. but now you want me to say that that giant ape climbed out of a tennis sized ball of light. Coming from another dimension, I can't do that. Right. Well, I can't do that, you know. So. Well, you also have to think if you're sitting there talking about a giant ape, you would kind of think that you would be open-minded enough to explore other possibilities as well. But unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be the case all the time, does it? No, and the and the people that say so they've really come, they've really like 
Yes, there, there is a giant ape out At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Here, but there's nothing else. Right. You know, yeah. they're so convinced, they're <laughs> okay. so convinced okay. that there's a giant ape. No. So they've That's really, yeah, they go like, okay, we know this, but don't talk to me about anything else. Right. That's, that's, that's just, that's that's just completely off. Yeah. That's just nonsense. <laughs> and I have, a, I, I have a good, fr- I have a good friend and he'll listen to this podcast and he'll, he always like, he'll text me or whatever and say, you know, I really, I really was buying that guy's story until he saw a ghost. Right. And I, and I, and I want to, and I was, I have the same kind of conversation with him is like, well, some people just experienced that. It's like, once you open that door a little bit, it seems like I just talked to so many people off the air and on the air that, uh, um, it's like once they crack that door open, it just gets kicked open and they just start experiencing all sorts of things. And you just, I, I don't know how to explain that because I, I, I really think you can see stuff or experience stuff, or you're so closed off that you just aren't going to see or experience anything, no matter what, you know, I think it's, I think that's just how it is. I think if you're, if you're open to, because I, I'm with you, John, I think there's something else to these, to Bigfoot and Sasquatch. There's a spiritual type of, I don't, I don't know that there's another dimension, but I think there's a spiritual type of uh, component to them that um, is is just is supernatural for another, for lack of a term. And that doesn't mean like they're, they can fly or, you know, burn buildings down with their eyes or anything. I just think there's a, like there's an in tune with nature kind of spirituality with them that makes them just a little bit different than just an ape running around in the, you know, running around in the woods. Uh, it's, it's, it's very possible, you know, and with the, and there's other aspects of it too, that, you know, they may not even these, these two phenomenon, let's say the orbs and the Sasquatch may not even be connected at all. Like we may not even be able to understand the reason why 
they both happen at the same time. Maybe we just simply can't wrap our heads around it because we don't know really everything that makes up the fab fabric of our reality. You know, everybody, humans, we're the worst of thinking that we've got something figured out. You know, oh, and, yeah, uh, we don't know yeah. anything. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you know, aspirin, for God's sakes, you know, how long has aspirin been around? You know, you take a baby aspirin a day for, you know, prevent heart attacks. And then they come out and say, oh, well, aspirin may cause bleeding on the brain. So maybe don't take it for <laughs> It's like, that was aspirin. We couldn't figure aspirin out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we got all yeah. this other stuff or, out here. Let alone orb. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, so that was, that was, uh, like I said, we missed that. We didn't even, luckily we just got those huffs on the recording and timeline wise, it was maybe an hour after that, that we're all sitting around talking and I heard what sounded like a thump or something behind me. My back is to the woods, woods again, same tree lines, about 20 feet away. And, uh, you'll hear in the video, I said, do you hear that? And they're like, no, uh, what'd you hear? And I'm like, I don't know. It was like a, a thump or something. And right after I say that a rock hits my vehicle and, uh, it goes, dunk. And I'm gonna warn everybody. Now, if you do go find the documentary or watch it at this There's point, some... I'm, I'm cussing like a sailor. <laughs> and I'm sure both of them are too. <laughs> Cause one, I got a brand new vehicle. Somebody just threw a rock at it. One. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't care two, you don't care if it's foot. a yeah well and you don't care if it's a big foot or if it's if it's you know somebody playing a joke on you it's like right. come on come on seriously right and you i know, said uh you're like hit happy in the head with a rock don't, yeah, or, or hit don't me that. man you know throw it at me for god's sakes <laughs> but it the uh the gopro picks it up and you hear us all say and i said you hear that and uh they're both yeah hell yeah i heard that blah 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 and then there's another what is it another huff or a grunt it's a kind of a grunt and then you can hear all of us say i heard that right and about that point remember the smell and it, it wasn't a stinky smell it was a like it smelled like my definition is pluff mud. I don't know if you know this. A real sulfury decay. We, didn't we start smell. smelling that like right yeah. before all that happened? Yep. It floated up and then it backed off and then it floated back up again. And it, that's yeah, the it, first time I've ever experienced that myself. You know, you hear that all the time where there's a musty smell or smells like a garbage can or whatever. But that's the first time I'd ever what, smelled it. It putrid smelling. It, no. But it was it was just a smell. It, I, it was the swamp where they live. I guarantee you, they had swamp mud all over. But that's what I smell. Right. So at that point, yeah, we hear the huff, and you can hear us all say, "I heard that. I heard that. I heard that too." Well, the so after that, probably my favorite part of the whole thing and all the recordings is after we say, "Yep, I heard that." Now, all these are recorded, and I went through and I amplified the recording. You're going to be able to hear all this, really, the huffs, great. You can hear them really, really well. And after we say, uh, yep, I heard that, Happy grabs his flashlight, and he turns it on real quick. And me and Scott are like, no, no, turn it off. And he turns it off just as quickly. Well, 
for that night, that was pretty much it. We didn't hear anything else. But when I got home and went through the recordings, whenever Happy turns his flashlight on, you hear whatever's in the woods go. Like it's mad that Happy turned the flashlight on. Now, we didn't hear that. No, but it, it picked up in the audio on the GoPro. And it's, out of everything, that was probably my favorite. Just the knowing that it's reacting. It's reacting, reacting to, to him oh, turning this flashlight on and being that close. I think there was two of them. I think there was one. It's hard to imagine, but to say we're, we're sitting around the fire and I turn around and I look at the woods. I think there was one to our left up past my uh, Bronco. And I kind of I forgot this part during the during the whole sequence of this going on. Every couple minutes, you hear a mouth pop. It goes. But we never, there's, I haven't even gone through all the video yet, and there's at least seven or eight of these mouth pops. But we never heard any, not one of them. But it sounds just like the, whatever other witnesses and researchers have witnessed or recorded, and it's a mouth pop. I don't know why we didn't hear it. Uh, what the most sense is that it was a lot closer than I thought it was because that GoPro is picking it up and it's, it's obvious. And then I think there was also the one again, if I'm staring at the wood line, there's also one to our right, probably a little closer than the other one. And that's the one that does the grunting, but we were, I mean, happy you to, you talk about, Talk about how you felt after that, man, and what. Take it away. <laughs> I, I I wasn't as scared as I thought I was going to be. I'll tell you that. Um, after all that happened, it, it really was. I it was kind of cathartic to me, and like Johnny likes to say, I feel vindicated. And yeah, after all these years of wondering what the hell I really did see or didn't see, and why I wasn't in the woods, it felt good to have other people out there validate with me that, that we're not imagining things and there's there's something out there man they're, right. uh, we're all convinced now and you know there are two of them that snuck up on us and what scares me to death is we didn't hear any of that we, we didn't hear you know, we heard what they wanted us to hear is what i'm thinking and uh and i'm still kind of processing it guys i really am um <laughs> It was fantastic, and I'm 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 not gonna go out there by myself, but I'll do it again. <laughs> well, we've already we've already got we're already planning. When Captain Joe gets back in town. We're gonna head out there again. So no. yeah, happy. happy, you, just hook, did, happy you didn't even you didn't even know it. You're Look, already going back. <laughs> you're already going. Back. Yeah. You got me. Yeah, we got you. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. All right, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I time even. A year and a half ago that we'd be sitting here talking about this, I, I, I don't think it would be. I, I would have told you you're crazy. I'm not going to do it. But I, I got to be honest. I got to be honest. The first time I ever talked to you about this, I never thought you would. I never thought you'd be going back for sure. Well, you know, never say never, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think but, I think that's the best. The best part of all this is just yeah. happy being able to. I mean, but, I know, I know how it feels to have people, you know, really just straight up not believe you. 
you know. I mean, I don't really care all that much. I mean, I do care, but I've got a I keep a small circle. And uh, if I'm telling the truth, then I'm sorry. You're just going to have to deal with it. I'm not going to feel bad about telling the truth. And I know how it. I mean, Happy had to keep this bottled up for almost 30 years, you know, and to. I was just really, really happy that we were able to find that, you know, and to give some valid and we're not done. There's more to find yeah. out there, I believe. Absolutely. So we're going to keep hitting it, you know, we're, we're going back. Um, well, the, well, the only, the only disappointing part of this to me is, is that you guys did go back because then happy goes, Hey, anytime you get down to Georgia, come and go and i don't have an excuse i don't have an excuse to say why i can't go because i didn't get drug or what i didn't pass out and get drugged back to my truck i'm just chicken and you know and so i kind of so i'm kind of disappointed that you got him to go back out there because now i i look like even a bigger chicken so i i think a lot of it also had to do with the company and who i was going with um you know, it, I would agree. I would agree. Really, with that really good group of guys. And, and I, I definitely felt, felt comfortable around them. And that, that made all the difference in the world. I knew nobody was going to jump in the truck and leave me. Oh, no, 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 no. That didn't so, happen. You know, I, absolutely. And, you know, I might, I might pull oh. Joe's leg off and leave him, but, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, just got to have one slow guy. Well, I, <laughs> hey, don't. In case you didn't listen to the interview with Joe, I did bring that up to him. That, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Joe has to worry about much. <laughs> I told him, I said, "Well, make sure you're a good shot. You can get one of them as they run off, <laughs> and then you can crawl. Then you can hop past them as they lay there." Uh, everybody listening to this is like, "Are they talking about a guy with one leg? That's terrible." Then they have to go back. They have to go back and listen to the to the Captain Joe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The background on that page. Yeah, but I, but I think this is. I mean, listening, you know, knowing all three of you guys now and getting to know your guys' stories and 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 not just having you on, but you know, talking to you guys off the. I mean, yeah. I mean, I hope that none of that our group text message never makes it out to anybody because uh, but we'll they would all be jobless yes but but it's you know you get to know know you guys and understand you know that yeah yeah we do have fun and we do um make light of some things but this is serious stuff i mean absolutely like like happy going back out to the spot and then you guys experiencing this like and that's so what i was going to ask you happy like the first time when you walked back out onto the property, like, was it surreal or were you, I mean, were you taken right back to that time 30 years it ago? Was, or? Really surreal to go back. And, and fortunately that my buddy was with me and uh, I never really told him what happened and he still didn't believe us to a certain extent. I think we opened his eyes by the end of it, but, it was, it was, it was very, very surreal. And like I said, it was very cathartic. And in a sense, and I think I even say it on the, on the, in the film is that, you know, it's coming home to me. I grew up out in those woods and it, it really, it was a tonic that I needed to get back out there. It's something that's been missing from me. And these guys helped give that back. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I just, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that. 
and you know, I'm, I'm glad to be able to get back out in the woods. Yeah, and I, I do hear a lot of um, a lot of people I've talked to, and a lot of people I hear on other shows. It completely changes their life to where they were like you. They, they something they love doing, they just stop doing. And um, so I really, hand, I mean, I really do hand it to you that getting back on the horse, so to speak, and and facing your fear, you know. It only took thirty years, but thank you very much. No, there you go. I mean, look, <laughs> sometimes that's yeah. what it takes, right? Yeah, time heals all wounds. Well, he didn't just you know, take us out there and then get answers. And then he's good. He's, he's doing this with us. Like he joined the group. He's, he's, he's now, he's now doing Sasquatch research, you know? (laughs) I mean, he's, he's taking the, he's taking the plunge altogether, man. I cannot, I can't, I can't blame you. I mean, because I I can imagine it was something like that happens. You, you do want to find more answers. It's like, I want to know. You know, well, it is. It turns into. It can definitely turn into an, an obsession. You know. Well, I want. Um, I want. So, so Johnny, tell everybody where they can go and watch this. Watch this documentary, or what you have up so far. Or is, is what you have up so far? Are you putting up? Or are you going to put up some more stuff? No, that's it. I may go back that's and it. put. Okay. Uh, I've got a lot of the. Like I said, I had the GoPro out there. I think I've got like four hours of continual GoPro, GoPro audio. I mean, it was running, but it's at night, <clears throat> so you're not going to see anything. But there's who knows what else I'm going to find in there. Hopefully, there's something else in there, but I'll put up clips. But just go to – we're on YouTube, and uh, it's the Sasquatch Encounter Brigade, and go on there. And it's loaded. They're individual. I think it's five parts. It just made it a lot easier to load. I'm not a computer guy, and it took me about three weeks to put all this together, which is a little ridiculous, but it did. <clears throat> but uh, suddenly, the, I don't feel so bad about how bad it is for me in the holler to get stuff. Oh no, don't feel bad at I'm all. Just I'm just kidding. Trust me, you're, <laughs> I can put you to shame. I promise. <clears throat> I tell you what, nobody's nobody's as fearless as Johnny as far as jumping in and doing it, though. Yeah, I'm yeah, scared to death. Have to. I'm I'm scared to death of of losing something and, and messing it up for sure. But uh, okay, go go ahead before. <laughs> so we're so go to the go to the YouTube on the on the Sasquatch Encounter the Brigade. Sasquatch Encounter Brigade, and it is under under the playlist uh, is the documentary, and it's and like I said, I think it's five parts, four or five parts, and. Uh, you know, that's that's the whole experience. I know we're <clears throat> what I will do. I know Captain Joe, he talked about it a little bit when when you interviewed him. But the last part of the documentary is on the third day and everybody else left. I stayed behind me and Happy stayed behind or left last to uh, help sweep up and stuff like that. And then Happy left. Well, Captain Joe, he wanted to take me. And show me where all the weird stuff had been happening on his property. And he goes and he explains everything again. But anyway, we walk out there. Now, a couple months ago, he had told me that he had cleared, he had used a tractor to clear a new road to get down to a blind that he had in another gas line. And uh, he had had some, 
he sent pictures of he found a dead i think it was a rottweiler was laying in that new uh road that he cut and there was other trees and stuff drug across whatever that alone wasn't that crazy but he had also had his feeder and his trail cameras completely destroyed and like thrown in the woods and he said like the uh the the trail camera wasn't just taken apart like it was ripped apart in pieces like it was smashed and then spread out everywhere and you know he had had weird things happen out there and blah 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 so he we, we go out there and we're walking up he's going to show me the dog and i'm like well hey is this it he was like no, uh no that's a new one it was another dog skull on the same little stretch of road we're only talking maybe Oh, God, maybe a 50-foot-long road that goes from one field to another field that he had cut. I'm like, okay, well, we keep on walking. I'm like, well, here it is. He said, no, man, that's not it. So now there's a third one. We keep going down to where his blind is set up that looks over this gas line where everything was destroyed, and he, I filmed him talking about it. Well, on the way out, I'm like, well, let's we'll try to find how many of these dead dogs are around here. That's crazy. You know, again, go and watch it. By the end of this, we wind up finding 25 canine skulls and numerous body parts in this one area. And we're talking about two days before that, we found a freshly killed uh, dog about 100 yards away on the other side of the fence. So altogether, we were only out there for maybe 30 minutes. Altogether, there's been about 26 dogs drug into this area. And there's there's really no rational explanation. You cannot get to this part of the property on foot. If you were to kill a dog and decide, hey, I'm going to go, and it's right next to his blind. It's only on like maybe a small quarter of acre piece of woods in between these two fields. And it is absolutely covered in dead dogs. I know some of them are dogs. There may be a few coyotes in there. I don't know, but I know for sure a lot of them are domestic dogs because of the size of the skulls. And the even weirder part about that, there's no collars that that I could find. But the craziest part is that he only noticed that one dog. And now there's in that particular area, I think it was 24. That's but crazy. some of those skulls had been, the animals had to have been dead for a year or two. But the skulls brought in there. Like we're talking old. And this stuff is right outside of his, his blind. There's no way you can miss it. So in between this, the road that he cut and in between his blind, that whole little section of woods is filled with dead canines. And so, so the belief is um, that I think I think they're trying they, to run him out of there. Like they brought him in after he cut all that stuff. And said, "Here you go. Yes. Here you go." It's not like they were there and he just didn't see him. No, it's, it'd be impossible. He would have to. He would literally have to close his eyes, have somebody walking to his deer, his, his blind, and then 
him only look in one direction. That's how obvious. That's how obvious all these these bones are. I just kept walking. There's there's really no telling how many are actually out there. Because like I said, we only spent 30 minutes. I didn't do any digging or nothing. I would just walk, find one, count it, and move to another. And and, uh, and just skulls, no other bones. No, there were other bones. There are. Oh, there some, were. Oh okay. yeah, there's all anywhere from just skulls to full skeletons of the dogs. And oh, there's no, it's it's hard to imagine the area without looking at it, but we show it in the videos. And there's no, if somebody was going to dump dogs, let's say you had a sociopath killing people's animals. Yeah. That would be the worst place in the world to dump them. Number one, you'd have to stop them on the side of the road. You'd have to walk 500 yards and then go up a hill. And then they'd be dumping them right where there's trail cameras in front of a guy's hunting blind. So <clears throat> that's not rational. The property owner is a 60-something-year-old woman that doesn't have anything to do with the property. Her, her was a vet, and she breeds dogs, but like little bitty dogs. Like she's an animal lover and a vet. So there's no... She certainly, even if she was doing it, she's not going to do it where you guys are going to find it. No, there's no way she would dump them. That would be the literally the worst place on that property to dump them. There's a swamp. If you got out at the road and decided to go all the way up the gas line and up the hill to dump these animals to the right, on the other side is a swamp that you literally can't even get into. So it's really hard to just the animal bones itself would be weird, but all the other information that joe's given us about the you know and his his daughter was out there with him with him helping him pick all this stuff up and the sounds he've he's heard and the fact that he was rushed while he was near that swamp he was rushed by something he didn't see it but it was very large and, you know captain joe's he's he's a combat vet he's as he's as steady as they come when someone's standing there holding a gun and he's admittedly rattled hunting in this area and he's hunted all over the world and oh yeah he's, been, he's yeah i know yeah. yeah yeah for him to get rattled hunting is, right. is is that doesn't even make sense and uh you know it's just uh it's all coming together man and we're gonna this is in the end you know we're gonna keep going out there like i said we've got a uh trying to plan a trip right now and to get out to both properties again but it's you know, we're making progress and we're going to share everything we find, you know. Absolutely. But that's pretty much it. Well, that's, um, I encourage, hey, I encourage everybody to go and check out, check out the documentary. I mean, and check and just see for themselves what you guys are talking about. Because, like I said, the proof's in the pudding, you know, and, um, to hear the vocals and to see those skulls. I mean, I've seen the video of the skulls and it's just like, I can't believe it. Like, seriously. I mean, I, and no, I, look, I'm a mailman. I'm not really brokenhearted that maybe a dog or two ends up missing. Okay? <laughs> I knew it was coming. You know, I'm not brokenhearted. I, it's but, terrible of me to say, but believe me, there's a couple that if, wait a second, where were you at a month ago? You got a couple on the list, huh? Oh, uh, well 
they'd be little tiny skulls because it's those little ones that just don't shut up. Um, but uh, so that just part was just like, wow, this is crazy. Like it just doesn't make like it doesn't make sense at yeah, all. It really doesn't. Like it, so this, it's the things that you try to make sense of that don't make any sense in our rational or what we think is rational train of thought. That's what really, you know, that's what leaves you scratching your head. And and that there in, in and of itself is that's a mystery all by itself, no matter what you want to connect it to. It'd be like, well, who's well, doing this and why? And, right. And, and this, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of reason why we share as much as we do in the process and everything is I want other people to be able to do it too. And <clears throat> I don't want people to get the impression though, that everything we find that's weird is automatically Sasquatch. In fact, that's exactly, we try to rule everything else out first. And if there's something like with the beds, the pine straw beds, I, I started looking up animals and stuff. Now I knew there was an animal. There wasn't any animals in Georgia that would do that. And there's no animals that I know of in the world that big that would make it that perfect. But we still all went to the Internet and looked it up and made sure that, you know, there wasn't some rational explanation. But when you get a situation like a Captain Joe's and you you've got the busted trail cameras, deer feeders, then the dogs, the noises he's heard. He even had a you know, he told the story about the the guys clear in the area where their control panel on their tractor that they left out there every night was completely destroyed. You know, all these things put together paint a picture. And that's why, you know, we pick the areas that we do. And these, man, what it, what it looks like to me, you know, we kind of hit the jackpot. Hopefully we don't, you know, run them off. But, but after being there for 30 years, like we kind of proved with happy, I don't think they're going anywhere. So no, and and you know, and I, I guess I if I do get to Georgia and I have time, I will make you guys take me out. Well, <laughs> go, well, we'll take you to Taylor's it. barbecue for the buffet before we go, so you're nice and fat. Oh uh, yeah, that's listen, that's a good that's a good spot, man. I'm glad we hey, went listen, there. Listen, listen, what um, what podcasting doesn't show you that I'm probably already nice and fat enough. I don't need to go to the barbecue. <laughs> Okay. Well, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate. Hey, I appreciate you guys coming on and sharing some stuff about this, and I'm glad, happy that you got back out there and and faced your fears. And I mean, I'm just I'm looking forward to the next um, trip you guys go out there to keep. Yeah, I'm, I love sharing what you guys are doing because <clears throat> I think you guys are all. Um, super super great guys and are earnest in what you're doing and uh really really uh put this subject in a great spotlight because i think i think you guys are you guys are people that people can listen to and say i i believe those guys you know i believe everything they're saying you know uh, and i think that's important you know to be to be try you know to be come across as uh, earnest and trustworthy guys for sure. Well, I I know what when you do this. <clears throat> I mean, you are, and I say this all the time. You are instantaneously asking strangers what kind of person they think you are. Whenever you open up, like when Happy 
has to make that decision to open up to people and to come on your podcast. They are literally giving anyone who listens a chance to instantaneously judge them. What do you think their character is? And, you know, it's extremely hard to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I congratulate happy for doing that because it's very hard. You know, it's hard for people to come forward like that. And that's why I enjoy doing what we're doing is to be able to add, you know, those pieces of evidence. And I don't expect from the things that have happened to me, I don't necessarily expect everybody to believe every word that comes out of my mouth. But that's why we try to get the evidence to show you that, hey, these aren't just stories. These are. You can find evidence. To put together with the stories and a couple of other pieces of information and anybody can do this if they have the time and the patience and the interest that it's not some you know unreachable task to get your own information and your own you know just want to spread the wealth man spread the yeah. information well and i and i do think it helps other people come forward and um share their stories and it, it is cathartic to be i know there's people out here listening to us every week they listen to wes they listen to um you know some of the other podcasts that do bigfoot and paranormal and i and i know definitely those people that are listening that don't want to share it still does make them feel a lot better to know they're not alone yeah that's that is for sure so but so I appreciate you guys and I hope hope all of our listeners have enjoyed this and they'll go check out the uh, check out the documentary and, and let Johnny and Happy know what you guys thought. You know, when you go check it out, go leave them, leave them some comments. Hopefully they're all positive. Yeah, don't, don't know. <laughs> hopefully they're I, all positive. I'm not I'm not above criticism, but just be nice. That's all I ask. <laughs> just nice. Just be, <laughs> hey, hey, there's no reason to to not have respect and, and be nice because even if you don't agree with everything that uh, is presented, uh, you guys are out there doing the work, you know? So, you know, don't hate on somebody out there going out there and spending their time to, to do the work. I mean, the, all the money you guys are getting paid to do this. It's just, it's probably worth it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Johnny got that new Bronco, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah with a dent uh, in it. He's yeah. got a new Bronco yeah, with a with dent. Rock, so. <laughs> Did you get did you get yeah, Bigfoot's let, if, let, uh, insurance information? A, yeah, I was gonna say that was a hell of a claim to fill out. Yeah, did he? <laughs> did Bigfoot come up with the uh, let's yeah, see, uh, the see that Allstate commercial? Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you uh, you can you talk so to my much, wife man. about all the money we're making on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, Mother Teresa's patience for <laughs> all of this and for uh, giving us the forum to come on and, and share and what Johnny said is true, man. Just it, it, we're telling the truth there. It's just, if, if you, you don't want to believe it, you don't have to believe it, but we're, we're going to go out of the way to make sure it is the truth and everything's not Bigfoot. You just got to look for the stuff that's out of the ordinary. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys. And uh, thank you so much for coming back on. And I, you know, we'll, we'll be in touch. We don't have any choice. So, 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 well, well, you guys have a good night. We tell. Talk to you soon, brother. Y'all have a good night. All right. You guys have have a good night. We'll talk to you. Cheers. Talk to you later. Happy. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.